It's 2022, and the industry is still largely dependent on pitch decks to get a story across, and I think this is really outdated, which is why I'm excited to share our newest brand partner and sponsor for Seed Scout and Forward Thinking Founders, Journey.io. Journey.io takes all of your data sources, whether it be a Notion deck, a Calendly, HubSpot data, a Loom, and connects it all into one place. You can tell your story in a much more efficient way. Doesn't matter if you're selling, you're marketing, or you're doing fundraising. Put all your data, all your information into a journey, and instead of sending a Loom link here and a Google Docs link here and a Vidyard link here and a Pitch link here, just send them a journey link, sell your story, get that money, get that customer, and I promise you, you will find that ROI real quick. If you want to learn more, go to journey.io, and you will be blown away with what they've built, and tell them Forward Thinking Founder sent you. All right, let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sonar Haji, who's a co-founder of Pons. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Great. Uh, great to be here, and thank you for having us. Yeah, excited to have you on. For, for people that are listening, this episode is going to be a little longer because Sonar and Pons, they're in the, our alpha program, which, uh, which uh, means we really like what they're doing. So we want to take some time to highlight what's going on with Pons. But for people that don't know what you're doing, they haven't heard of you before, let's kind of start on, on a high level. What are you working on? What is Pons? Yeah, thank you. So Pons is, so first of all, we are in health tech. So what we are doing with Pons is we are developing a technology that is converting these traditional ultrasound technology, which you see only in hospitals, to become a consumer product uh, so that medical imaging, especially for critical health conditions, can be performed by anyone and more importantly, anywhere without needing going back to the hospital. So uh, our technology makes that happen. So let's like kind of walk through maybe a um, like a use case or a story almost mm-hmm. like if someone if someone mm-hmm. heard about this uh, product yeah. on this podcast or through your website mm-hmm. and they became a customer. Can you kind of walk us through kind of like a, a, a mm-hmm. you know, a user story of your mm-hmm. kind of help us visualize how this would work? Of course. So like, first of all, our focus is to reach and provide this technology to people living in rural areas or far away from city centers or low to mid-income communities. So, because they are the ones that have difficulties to access hospitals or healthcare. So you can think of like someone, let's say, uh, like a a young mother. So she needs to have these constant checkups, but she has four or five children. 
she is living like far away from any hospital and she has she doesn't have this financial freedom to kind of like go all the time to a private clinic uh, and usually they end up like these let's say kind of like patient group they end up like missing their appointments especially for if you if you think about women's health it's always difficult like to because they need to have these constant checkups and either it is breast cancer problems or other problems that are specific for women so what we will provide to them is like what was providing is to them instead of they leaving their home going to the hospital spending all this time commuting waiting in the hospital everything they can be they can stay at home uh they can connect with their doctor at the same time make their appointment and with our uh, really easy to use handheld units which are the ultrasound props they just connect it with their laptop and the system provides them the navigation and then they start uh, like scanning their body. And then at the same time, the whole system process that image and shows to the doctor how those images looks like from the patients without needing the patient on site or on the side of the doctor. So that is how the whole process or the, the, the user journey looks like. You, you, you just stay where you are or uh, we are trying to integrate pharmacies into the chain you can make your appointment, go to a nearby pharmacy instead of like going all the way to the hospital, use that device, scan your body, provide the image, and then the rest is done through the, all the assessments is done to the doctor and the doctor gives you reports. Okay, so this is super gnarly, super, super cool technology. It makes me wonder though, why, why this? I'd love to hear about like kind of the origin of the story. Like this is a hard problem to solve. You know, it, it's a hard tech solution, right? You know, you know product. What, let's say hear the origin story. Why, why are you taking a swing of this? And what kind of, um, what's, what's interesting about it to you? Oh, yeah. So actually we are like, um, as you mentioned, I am one of the co-founders and the other co-founder is my twin brother. And he is also a professor at Rutgers and leading the smart surgeries diagnostics labs. And he was for his whole research uh, for the past 15 years was based on developing deep learning algorithms that can be implemented into ultrasound and then make that technology to be used outside the hospital, either like for critical injury assessment, critical health conditions assessment, monitoring of the patients. The reason why we have been interested, interested is uh, like, um, uh, like some members of our families, they were living in the like different part of the world, which doesn't have access to decent healthcare all the time. And that, that is always causing this problem, like even like a really simple disease or pro health problem becomes really critical and then you lose someone. But it could be really preventable with this kind of really basic thing. So, and that was always like the problem that we want to solve, like uh, my brother especially focused on that. That was the reason why we initially started Pawns. And, and also COVID showed like that, that, that we were right, you know, like all these like two years that we lived during COVID. So we, no one could go back to the hospital and even for regular checkups. And that was the reason why we started initially POMS, like thinking about what we can do uh, to provide the medical image to the doctor without needing the patient on site. So that was the whole starting point. And, and also like having this, this impact on people's life as well. So not like, okay, we are developing something for um, people that have already have all the financial aid, but more people that doesn't have that opportunities. And I, I have to guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, but 
this is a it's a hard problem it's a very important problem in space which means you've probably gone through some learnings right since you since you've started this like I mean, can you just a mention lot. a couple of things mm-hmm. that you've learned since you've gotten started mm-hmm. with Ponds about mm-hmm. the market or product or just kind of mm-hmm. anything that you want to share? Oh, yes, definitely. Like, first of all, I need to mention that the whole healthcare system is changing right now and it's happening really fast. And uh, like five years ago, the whole healthcare itself was focused on providing uh, everything inside the hospitals and only focus on preventing readmissions. Okay, like we, we accept everyone to the hospital, either it's like really critical or not, we should give primary care in the hospital, everything. And no one was really thinking or no one was uh, accepting the fact that primary care can be provided also outside the hospital settings. And that was always the biggest barrier that we have been facing like before COVID. And because either doctors or like hospitals, they were not really keen on like accepting these kind of technologies. So, uh, but uh, the interesting thing that is happening right now is the school healthcare system is moving from preventing readmissions into preventing admissions. That means that they are focused on providing value-based care for outpatients. So that not everyone needs to come back to the hospital, but only the ones that they have really critical conditions. But also staying connected with the outpatient, that changed a lot. So I can give you an example. Like we had an interesting meeting uh, for the past two weeks with, especially with um, with like professors like from Harvard Medical, Mayo Clinic, and all these really high-ranked uh, uh, health centers. So. It was the first time ever that we heard that from a doctor that high rank saying that right now we should give these ultrasound technology in the hands of consumers so that they can provide us medical image about how the healing process is. Because right now we don't know that. And we accept that uh, with this technology, consumers can provide that. That was the first ever time a provider said that. So, and that means that the whole uh, ecosystem is changing and shifting and becoming these, let's say, a remote patient care and everything. So seeing that is really exciting and also like gives us an idea about how the future will look like. And help me understand, you, you might have alluded to this, but I, you know, I'm new to this industry. Why wouldn't the hospitals be keen on adopting this technology? Like you mentioned in there that like they 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 weren't like they weren't potentially wouldn't like love this. What, what why like, like help me like understand like the industry the dynamics here? Is it because mm-hmm. is it competing with like their machines? Is isn't all this? I don't know. Help me understand what's going on here. <laughs> okay, like before it was before COVID. Before COVID. Uh, like those hospitals or like the providers were thinking that those kind of technologies can be only used by uh, profi- like by medical staff that are already have that un- that has gone through training training, and they need to be like uh, either like nurses, radiologists, or whatever. They, it, it is not it is impossible to give that to consumers. They were in that in that mindset, and on on the other hand, it was always the way of thinking of the hospitals were only focused on generating revenue from value, not well, uh, from volume, sorry, not value. So the more patients we have, uh, the better, uh, no matter why they are coming, they just need to come. But COVID showed that that is kind of not sustainable because their cool revenue tanked because of COVID, because no one will come. 
then they understand instead of creating these value-based revenue model, they should shift to volume-based. And, and with these developments of these, like uh, that we have, for example, this AI integrated navigation feature, which is basically navigating the end user on how to move the prop, how to, where to move it on their body, where to stop and, and all this kind of, that makes it happen to use that kind of technology. So right after seeing that, they are right now convinced that, okay, we can provide outpatient care and generate medical image from patient remotely. So that is kind of right now how their mindset is changing. Before that, they were thinking that it's kind of like impossible, like the image quality will be really bad. Uh, the users will not use it or this kind of stuff. But right now it's just changing. Even users are like, with users, I mean, with patients are ready to, to use that, to try that out uh, and then uh, be basically stay connected with their doctor or with the healthcare system itself. So interesting. I have one more question along those lines. Mm -hmm. I feel like I hear from a lot of people that like just the healthcare system is so complicated. There's so many incentives that are that are misaligned. It's just like really, it's really just difficult. And look, I say I can say the same thing about venture capital. My world is VC, and people do this to me. Like Matt, well, like how does that work? And I'll give them a master class. But like I need a master class on healthcare. So I guess my 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 next question, kind of going a level higher of what you just said. What are some things that like just are, you know, that would be good for just people to know about building, building in healthcare and like, you know, like, or educating us on what makes it hard and the incentives and what, what kind of like mm -hmm. makes it like a worthwhile problem to solve because the problem mm -hmm. is so deep. Can you kind of dive into mm -hmm. just, I don't know, healthcare education and what's it like building in that space? Oh yeah. So yeah, first of all, yes, it is, it is much more difficult than building a SaaS platform or like an e-commerce or, or on an app. So, because first of all, like human life is involved. It's not like, oh, okay, sorry, that's not working. Let's try again. So you cannot do that. And that is still difficult. And that's also because all these regulations are much more difficult in healthcare itself. But, and, 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 and one also one thing also like if we like if you are thinking of like if anyone is thinking of like doing a startup in in that domain, I think they should have definitely someone that is that has a background uh, in these like biomedical technologies or medical technologies. Otherwise, it is like it's not like oh I can I can learn it uh, and then I can learn the coding and then I can code something. You should really have somehow a connection with anatomy with, with, with medical um, uh, procedures, everything. So you need to bring that. So that is, that is one thing. So, and also you need to be patient. So that is, that is one, one other thing. As I said, like my brother, they, he has like 15 years of research in that field. So it's not like uh, one or two years trying out, but really intensive. He has like over 15 publications. We have two patents and all these kind of things. It is difficult. But, uh, but on, on the other hand, I think that is what I am seeing with all these startups in, in life sciences, biomedical technologies. Uh, they have one thing in common that is like helping people. So if you think of like, because your technology will help like saving lives. Or uh, like if you think about the US, for example, like uh, around like a, a 50% of these, all these readmissions are happening because people don't have access to decent healthcare. And 80% of those 50% is people are people from minorities, people from low-income communities. They simply 
they just gave up. So it's like, because they accepted the fact that it is not accessible for them. And if you can only solve like 15%, 10% of that, that will bring like huge difference in their people's lives. So, and I think most of those, most of those people that are, that are innovate, trying to innovate or disrupt or doing a startup in that field, their main focus is helping creating this impact on people's life. And that makes it maybe, I, I think that makes it uh, uh, like uh, uh, easier to navigate all these barriers for all of them, but you should be definitely patient. It's not like we will be on the market in the next day and then start generating revenue, but it takes time, but the effects are, the impact is much more bigger. Well, let's talk about the big impact. So for, for you, uh, for Pond, uh -huh. for your company, mm -hmm. What, what what are you looking to kind of do over the next 10, 15, 20 years? Or in other words, like what's your big vision with your company and what direction are you rowing in every day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So our, our goal, our vision is to provide like a fully distributed decentralized medical imaging network for primary care. Because instead of trying to build uh, large hospitals, expensive hospitals in city centers, and waiting people to come, it's basically more shifting the, the, the focus to these smaller hubs uh, uh, that can provide the first line of response, like on the primary care, continuous monitoring. And our vision is PONS becoming these, uh, uh, these centers for uh, like a remote medical engine, like consumer grade medical imaging. And instead, like our folk, our goal is to kind of, of course, like to to kind of uh, be the market leader in the U.S. and then expand to other regions. But in the meantime, also we have this goal to 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 donate our technology to developing countries that has limited access to uh, uh, to, to to technologies, limited access to medical technologies, and like. Uh, third world countries, developing countries like Africa or like some small villages and that doesn't have access to anything. So we would like to also reach out and donate our technology. Like therefore we are working uh, together with UNICEF, Doctors Without Borders, how we can kind of provide our technology for them. So, and our, our, our ultimate goal will be to become the, the, the product for uh, like at home hospital care so that we can kind of position pawns as the go to market product in that in that space and and generate uh, uh, like uh, uh, generate like these uh, um, medical scans uh, from anywhere no matter where they are living no matter how the how the people's background is in order to make that happen you'll need a little help right it takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the Seed Scout community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for customers, connections to partners? You know, how can we assist? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like I really like, really like this, uh, the, uh, the Seed Scout community because it's not, okay, raising money is definitely something. It's important. Like, especially if you are in biotech, life sciences, you know, all these FDA processes, they are really expensive. And definitely, okay, we are raising money for that reason also, but also we would like to say connected with people that are also interested in these kind of impact, social impact. And it can be like an executive, executive former executive from a hospital and healthcare system or whatever. Also like we are looking for people that are interested joining our uh, advisory or medical board as well, which are basically like people that feel 
like you know like this give back feeling so okay like they had achieved something but right now uh because the timing is really right now perfect because as i said like the whole healthcare system maybe it's the only positive impact that covid caused like showing that the healthcare system should change and therefore we are looking for people to meet with people either in healthcare or as or in 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 the whole let's say um it can be like insurance whatever but basically people that are interested in social impact or like healthcare to meet up change ideas if they are interested joining our board that that's Wonderful. And then I, th I think for my last question, maybe second to last, so I wanted to learn more about what you're doing uh, here on the internet. How can they do that? Do you have a website, social media, presence, email address? How can someone learn more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, uh, what we do is basic. We are really uh, active on LinkedIn. So we have a like Pons Tech page. So uh, you can look up at that, like Pons uh, Tech. And we also like have a web, web page, so which we uh, post regularly, pawnstack.co. Uh, but also happy to connect with anyone that would like to send an email, which to me, like, which is sonar at pawnstack.co. And, and yeah, so we are really happy to meet with someone and we are really responsive <laughs> and then happy to get every feedback or like connection requests we have, we can get. Cool. And then for, for my last question, uh, it's about your background. I love your background. Yeah. How, tell me what's going on in your background right now on your Zoom. Mm -hmm. And what wh why is this your background? Because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that background, like, I really like it. So uh, it is a design from my friends, so, like this Star Trooper trying to uh, turn off the lights. Uh, but yeah, he was really like, I really like Star Troopers and everything. So and uh, and uh, that's the that he has that like doll, like toy at his home so and he just placed it there and like trying to turn off the light and i, I really it. like the background <laughs> i think it's great if you if you're uh if you are listening to this try to catch us on youtube and you'll see that you'll see the awesome background um well cool well thank yeah. you so much for coming on to the podcast obviously i love what you're doing it's so innovative it's it solves so many problems and i wish you best of luck making it happen Thank you for having us. It was always great to uh, talk to you and meet you and happy to, to be here. Thanks.